Welcome to the Wake Up Podcast. I am so excited that you're here. Listen, these podcasts are best listened to in the morning because we are waking up not only our bodies from sleeping, but we're waking up our minds. We're waking up our focus. We're waking up our calling and we are following the breadcrumbs that God has left for us throughout the day over our life to tell us exactly what to do next. So stop saying that you don't know what to do. Stop feeling overwhelmed. Stop living in the valley and start walking into your calling. I am in the process of re-recording and kind of refreshing my branding course. And the reason why, and I just, I like to share things that are really happening with me as I walk down this journey, because one, that's what God told me to do a year and a half ago was just share what I'm doing. So that's why I do it. But also I know that by me sharing how I'm figuring this out and how I'm doing it, it will make other people feel better. Like this isn't weird what's happening to you. It's not taking too long. It's not too confusing. Like, why is this not working for me? Like, I want people to know that every single step of this way, it has been hard. It has been a struggle. It's been so confusing and then amazing and clear and then so dark and gloomy and then amazing and awesome. And then down in the pits, like, I want people to know that this is normal and this is what happens. And so I'm going to share a little bit. So I originally created my branding course because I ran a network marketing team. And as I started learning about branding myself, everyone on my team, I was like, everybody needs to know this. Like, like this is insane. Well, one, I had over 8,000 people on my team. I didn't have time. Like physically, there is not enough time in the day to teach everyone on my team what I was doing. So I'm like, I, I got an idea. I will put it somehow. I'll put it online and then people can go through it. And it'll tell me like how much progress is done. So when a new person joins my team, I can tell them, here you go. It's seven plus hours of training videos. When you get them done, I'll get a notification and then we'll set up a call. So I did it to help other people kind of go at their own pace and help them without having to like physically drain all of my time. So I never even created it thinking I was going to sell it. I gave it away to everyone in my company for free for the, my team for free and was like, here you go. Well, then when I left the industry and God told me to leave and I left, I was like, well, I am still so passionate about building a brand. And I ran a successful network marketing company for seven years. So I'm like, why don't I just teach people how to turn their network marketing business into a brand and to be successful and to make six figures and have more freedom. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. So that's when I started like selling my course. I'm like, I'm going to put it on sale. It was, I think almost $600. And I'm like, here we go. It's going to be on sale. People can buy it for this much. And then as God kept walking me further down my path of life of, okay, what am I supposed to do? I know I'm not supposed to be in network marketing anymore, but like, what the heck am I going to do? How am I going to make money? And I was just wondering like, well, should I write a book? Should I create something? Should, should I get a job? Like I could go get a job that works from home and I could, I could make a lot of money. And like, where is it do I, that I want to be? Am I, I never in a million years thought I was going to be a stay at home mom, like that God was going to be like, no, you're actually not going to make an income for a while and you're going to be a stay at home mom. And so when I left, I had a bunch of money to still live on, which was great um, because I have learned how to break that money curse of 
not saving and not taking 10% off of the top right away. I've been doing that. So if you don't do that, you should be doing that. Any amount of money you get coming in, if you're selling a course, if you sell a product, if you're making a shirt, if you're selling a scrapbook, whatever it is, any kind of profits that you get, even if you're like selling baby clothes off of Facebook, like any that you get, put 10% aside in like a savings because it will come back and you will be like, oh yes, like thank you previous self, <laughs> like, like future self thanks you. Like you really are like, it is a great thing to start to do. And also, by the way, if you can't save out of $10, you're not gonna be able to save out of a hundred. And if you can't save out of a hundred, you're never gonna save out of a thousand, 10,000 or a million. So if you're thinking like, I don't have enough money to save, you don't have enough money to not save. <laughs> like you don't not have enough money. Like you have to do this because it will make all of a difference. So whoever needs to hear that. Um, but putting that aside, it was great because I could sit back and God really opened up my eyes of being present and that he called me to live the life that I'm in right now around the people that I'm around. And he needs me to be an impact to them. And I have been so focused on making a larger impact, so focused on reaching other countries and other families and other broken moms that I was totally missing the boat in my own house. And so that began like my journey of, okay, like, am I supposed to be at home? Like, what are these lessons that you're teaching me? And I really saw that God slowed me way down. Like I thought he slowed me down at first when I ended up leaving the network marketing industry, I really slowed down after that. And I felt like I was going super slow. Like I was um, just really like impatient and like, okay, I'm, I'm, I slowed down. Now what? And I wasn't hearing anything from God. And so I would have to stay really slow and I like slowed way down. But then I saw God slow me down even more and was like, no, 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 no. You're still missing it. Slow down. And then when we talk about breadcrumbs, breadcrumbs are just the next step that God wants you to go to. Maybe it's a book to read, a friend to call, um, a movie to watch, a book. To, like it could be literally anything that you're like, oh, this, this was it. This is it. Like, this is so cool. But if you're not intentional of looking for breadcrumbs, you'll just, they'll disappear in the distractions of the woods. Like you won't realize, you know, the blend in with the mushrooms and the leaves and the dirt and the grass and you won't see them. And so you have to be aware and be awake and alert and looking for, okay, what are these things? Like, am I supposed to call that person? Like, I have this weird feeling to do, to do this. Like, what is that? And so what's so cool is you start to follow these breadcrumbs that God is showing you and is answering your questions you have and is giving you clarity, but you can't see them if you're distracted and you're going so fast. So he slowed me so far down. And one of the breadcrumbs that I knew was a breadcrumb and breadcrumbs, by the way, aren't confusing. You're not like, is this, is this really the book that I should read? If you're confused, it's from the devil. The devil is the author of confusion. God's word is never confusing. That is like the best way to have any test of anything, like anything, like, should I do this or this, or should I like discernment in any area? If you feel confused. It's not, you can try to justify all you want. Like, 
I think this is okay. But if you still feel confused around it, it's not okay. It's not God's word. So when it's a breadcrumb, you immediately, like when I was sitting in church and they announced that they were going to start this recovery program at my church, they just piloted it for a year and a hundred people went through it. And now they're ready to open it up to the rest of the church. And when they talked about it, it's called new life. And when they talked about it, I immediately was like, yeah, I need to do, I'm, I'm signing up. Like in, in my soul, I was just signing up. Well, it's a recovery program and you have to like go in and say what you're in recovery for. And you get a list of 104 different things that you can be in recovery from people pleasing abuse. Um, I mean, like the list goes on and on overeating, poor boundaries, lying, manipulation, whatever. So of course I had like 40 things probably on this list that I could say I'm in recovery for. I'm like, yep, 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 yep. That's me. And so you don't have to tell them right away, but you have to know within like a couple of weeks, like, okay. Cause you have to say like, hi, my name's Taryn. I have a new life in Christ. I'm in recovery for blah, blah, blah. And so I'm like, okay, why am I here? Why am I here? But I knew I was supposed to be there. And people would ask me, why are you here? And I'm like, I have no idea. God just told me I have to be in this class. And a lot of other people were like, I feel the same way. Like it's this all knowing, like I have to do this, this, you hear this book and you're like, I'm getting it right now. And not only like, do you think like, yes, I need to get this book. You find yourself like buying it in the audible app and downloading it and like starting to listen to it, like all in the same thought. Like when Alicia shared the other day, like she was like really dreading her website. And then all of a sudden she's just like on the computer, creating it and doing it. She didn't like have it set in her schedule, like at four o'clock on Friday, it's time to work on my website. Like you just find yourself in the breadcrumb. So it's never confusing. It's, you know, and you just have to make, you just have to know that it's the breadcrumb. So anyway, I'm in here and I, I start to realize just last week. So I've been doing it for five weeks now. Just last week, I started to realize that my perfectionism my like need for everything to be perfect and what that actually means. So I knew I was a perfectionist and kind of joked around about it, but then was like, mm, whatever, like, it's fine. Like who doesn't like, like things a certain way, you know, I have high standards for myself, like it's okay. <laughs> but what I realized through this recovery group is that being a perfectionist means that nothing is ever good enough. And that's really what a perfectionist means. Nothing is ever good enough. So that really pertains to ourselves. You might not feel like you have this mindset and mentality for your family where you're like, no, I don't feel like I'm really hard on my kids or, um, or maybe like you just have this feeling towards your husband and it's not towards anyone else, but you have this feeling towards your husband, like, like it'll never be good enough. Like you always want him to like do more and be more motivated. And, and as we grow, one of the hardest things that I've had to walk through in my marriage is growing past my husband. So like I get into this, like, okay, I know that I'm meant for more. I want to do something big. I start reading all these books and researching and finding out. And it's all about mindset and make your affirmations list and be positive. And, and so you do all of this and then your husband's this like miserable, negative person where you're like, go read a book or something. Like, why, like, why are you so miserable? And, you know, it can be really hard for people that are in a, a mindset of growth 
if other people around you aren't also growing because you're like, hello, wake up. Like, do you not care about your life? Do you not care about us? And you can get really bitter. And so I realized that a lot of people are struggling with this perfectionism, maybe towards their family or towards themselves, where nothing you do will ever be good enough. Like, it doesn't matter if you are, are eating healthy and you have a goal to lose 20 pounds and you started going to the gym and you're eating healthy. It's, you're never working out hard enough. You're never going as often as you should. You're not eating as good as you should. You're still cheating more than you should. You're not drinking enough water. You might be doing that, but you're still not taking your supplements. You're still not waking up and reciting your gratitudes. Like you said, you were going to, you're still not waking up, spending time with God. And so all it is, it doesn't matter. Like if there's 20 good things over here, your brain can still come up with a hundred things over here that are the negative, the you're not as good as you think you are. Okay, cool. Good for you. You did that, but you still didn't do these things. Oh, you've been a more respectful wife, but you snapped at your kids and don't have control when it comes to your anger. Like you're going to constantly do this. And so what I realized in starting a business is really what we're all doing. But instead of a traditional brick and mortar business, we're starting businesses online or we're in the beginning of, could this be something I start? Or I want to do something, but I just don't know what that is. That's really what we're all here for. We're at one of those stages. So that I realized that when you're trying to build a business, you have to go through, we've learned before, like you have to remove the labels of the world off of you and everything, generational curses and things you were born with. And if you were raised by a narcissistic mother and you were in this household, like you have to remove all of that and then learn your identity in Christ and who he says you are. And then from there, you have to, you have to show up. You have to start taking action. You have, you're like, okay, like now I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to write a book. Okay. What does that look like? And you have to walk down this path, but if you hold on to your perfectionism label, if you still hold on to your abuse label, if you let go of everything and think, I'm okay, I'm going to start, I'm going to start building my course, or I'm going to start doing 30 days of content and you're still hanging on to your trauma label or your past of who you used to be. And so you have guilt around that. If you're still hanging on to addiction or control, you're not going to be able to continue to further yourself, yourself in this business. And so it is linked so close together because you cannot do one without the other. You cannot have a successful business and you cannot grow if you're not going to do the hard work behind it. And so a breadcrumb that I was, I was praying to God, God, help me know what to do next. Where do I go? What do I do next? What do I even want to do? I just want to have my mind made up. Like, I just want to be like, this is the goal. This is the plan. Now we're executing it. Like, why can't I just come up with the dang plan? Like, it's so easy. Like, I just like, what am I going to do with my life now that I'm not in the network marketing industry? And I just want to be happy. I just want to be fulfilled. I don't want to struggle financially. I don't want to worry about money. I just want to live and I want to be connected. And I just, that's it. Like, how do I achieve that? And so the only way that you're going to achieve it is not 
working right away. The only way to achieve it is slowing down and listening and getting the instruction because God, the creator of your life is like, oh, gotcha. I know exactly what you need to do. Okay, perfect. Now she's ready. Now she asked. Usually she doesn't even ask. She just like complains, but now she slowed down and she like, actually like really, that was a really good prayer. Like she really put some thought into that. Okay. Like now I'm going to answer her. And if then I go, okay, okay. I'm going to, I got to go through my to-do list. I got to do all this stuff. I start moving again. I miss the answer. So this weekend, I knew that I had to get away. I was getting to a point where I was really just super, just irritated with everyone in my family and was, I don't know. I just knew there was like something inside that I was wrestling with because I was like, why am I in such a bad mood? Why am I so irritated? Like, why do I keep like blowing up on my husband? Like what is going on inside of me? And so I was just like, I knew that there was something in there and God just kept telling me like, go up North, go up North. My grandma lives up North. She lives about four hours North of us and in the middle of nowhere, like the closest place to even go to a gas station is 30 minutes. There's no fast food. There's no, like it's in the middle of the woods. And we love going up there because there's no distractions. (laughs) There's nothing to do there besides like sit next to her wood burning stove and talk to her. And so I just had this like feeling like go up North, go up North, go up North. And so I finally was like, I'm just going to go up North me and the kids. I'm going to take the kids up and we're going to go up North and we're going to have fun. And so we went up there and immediately like the first day, um, well, as I was like going up there and getting up there, I was having this feeling like so much stuff I need to be doing. And I brought, I like brought my, a couple of like my study Bibles and my books. Like I was like, I'm going to like do a bunch of stuff. And just, it took me like a minute, but then like the next day I woke up and was like, this is so good. Like, I already feel better. I feel clearer headed. I feel like a little more clarity. I started realizing that in the book, I finished the book, The Bait of Satan by John Bevere. If you haven't read it yet, highly, highly, highly recommend probably like my literally in my top, like three favorite books that have changed my life. Um, Present over perfect was another one. I feel like I needed just to say that. Um, I've had that pop into my head the last couple of days about how much that book changed my life. Um, But I finished the book, The Bait of Satan, and the whole last three hours that I listened to it was all about forgiveness and how that could be holding you back. And so I woke up the next day feeling like that was a huge piece of my puzzle of why I was feeling this like inside resentment lately is because I have a lot of unforgiveness from the industry that I left, like a lot of unforgiveness. Like it brings up a lot of emotions, it, a lot of anger, a lot of bitterness, a lot like this feeling inside of me. And if you've went through, through any kind of abuse or you were deceived in any way, um, it's like very hard to like, let that go because you're bitter, you're angry, you feel rejected, you feel abandoned. Um, you feel embarrassed, you feel silly, you feel all of these emotions in one. And if all you did was like shove them down and you're like, I'm good, I'm okay, we're moving forward. You like that has, that will come up. Like it might come up in the middle of a time where you don't want it to come up. 
it, like it will start to come up. So I have found that that like anxious feeling that like thing that I kept labeling as anxiety was actually just like emotions coming up. And instead of thinking like, what is wrong with me? Like, I just want to feel better, which a lot of people will like, I just need a drink or I just need to go buy stuff or I just need to go smoke. Or you like lean into this thing to like numb the symptom or I need to take my hemp oil or I need to eat a gummy or whatever it is. Like you're, that's actually a symptom that your body is trying to tell you like, Hey, we're going to work some stuff out right now. We're going to push this emotional healing out. And then you're like, no, go back down. No, go back down. And so it's like, you keep shoving it down and it doesn't allow you to move forward. So you have to let that come up so that it can move forward and you can feel better. And so slowing down allows you to have that space to be able to do that, to be able to just work things out and you'll just feel better on their own. You don't really have to control it. You don't really have to do anything when you're slowing down besides just slow down. Like if your brain starts thinking of things, stop it, do less. So we go up North, we decide that we're going to go skiing, um, me and my boys. Now I have not skied since I was an adult. Okay. I skied when I was a child. But the last time I took them skiing, I stood at the bottom of the hill and I watched them go up and down and mama didn't ski because I was way too scared. Like, what if I fall? What if I hurt myself? I am just, I'm not doing that. I'm not skiing. Well, I just, I just, for some reason was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to ski. Like, I'm just going to do it. And God's going to keep me safe and I'm going to pray. And so as I'm going down this hill, okay, it was absolutely terrifying. <laughs> and I went, I went down probably, I said 15 times when I was telling my husband and my boys started laughing and they were like, no, maybe like eight times. I was like, no way. It was more than that. Um, but I was like, okay, like eight to 10 times, let's say I went down the hill and every time I would go down the hill, cause you know, skiers are supposed to go like you go like this way a little, and then you like turn and go this way a little, and then you turn and like go this way a little. Okay, this is what I did. Like go whoosh, like straight. And I'm like, oh, like I need to do the S thing. Like I need to do, like I'm going so fast. And I just kept telling my boys, like as we would ride the chairlift up and we would watch all these people come down, I'm like, see, I just feel like I'm going way faster than everyone else. Like I'm going way faster. These people are not even going nearly as fast as I'm going. Like, why am I going so fast? I just cannot slow down. And they're like trying to teach me how to slow down and, and everything. So every time we would go up the chairlift, I'm like, Hey, this time I'm going to do the S thing. I'm going to like really go slow the whole way down. Well, then when you get on the hill, it's another story. Okay. Cause you're at the top and it's like, you're at the top looking down, like it seems like a straight drop. And you're like, how am I going to do the S thing and then slow down? Like, it's impossible. And then I was just thinking, I'm like, why do humans do this? Who at first was like, you know what we should do? We should strap these steel slippery skis to our feet and see how fast we can go down this mountain. Like, I was like, this is like such a bad idea. Like who even thought that this was a good idea, but I overcame my fear and I did do it. And at the bottom of every single time I would finally stop. And I would say it is way harder to slow down than it is to go fast. And cause you just like, couldn't slow down. And then like the last time, the second to last time I did it, it hit me when I said it. And I was like, this is exactly like 
life. Tracy says, I haven't skied since I was 17. I always want to, but fear, oh, it's so scary to like get back out there. I literally grew up, you, every weekend skiing, I should have done it before I hit the age I'm at now. Now I fear breaking a hip. Mm -hmm. My boys, I told them, I said, you guys need to keep skiing and then teach your kids to ski. Like don't ever stop. I say, cause I don't ski cause my parents didn't ski. So they never taught me. And so now, yeah, when you're an adult, it's like whole different ballgame. When you're a kid, the kids that were down the hill, like three years old with the little leash thing on them doing so good, not falling. Like, I mean, this is incredible. And so your fear does get worse when you get older for sure. But skiing is just like life. Like, as God's been telling me, like, slow down, slow down. He's been telling me that since August of 2020. So it's been like over two years that he first was like, slow down, slow down. I feel like cross country skiing would be more my thing, Terry, because you're not like going down a hill. But then I didn't realize that you like have no momentum. And then you also have to go up hills. And then I was like, I don't like those either. But at least you probably won't fall. (laughs) as often as you would but it really is like so hard to do and I was like okay like he told me August 2020 to slow down I did slow down a little bit I mean I was having mental breakdown crying in my bathroom my life was a disaster I had to slow down I did slow down a lot like that summer I slowed down a lot and then God was like Hey, slow down. I was like, I'm already going so slow. Like, are you kidding? I can't slow down even more. And then I quit my, I quit the industry in August of 2021 and was like, okay, is that slow enough for you? Like I slowed way down and then I slowed down and then I sped up. And when I quit everything, I started going fast again because I just got really busy in life. Like meeting people places and saying yes to everyone and feeling guilty. I realized for seven years running a network marketing team, you had to be available for everyone. And if you didn't, you offended people. If someone was like, I need to talk to you, you needed to talk to them. If someone was like, I need your help. Will you get on a zoom with me? You had to do it. And so you just trick yourself into like, okay, I want to do this. Like I'm helping people. This is great. But you realize that what you're doing is you're becoming a people pleaser and just, yes, 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 yes. So you're wearing yourself so thin. So when I left that, I moved into this new state of my life of like feeling guilty for all of this stuff and just saying yes to everyone. Like, yes, I'll go to dinner with you. Yes, we can go out. Yes, we can go for breakfast. Yes, I'll call you on the phone. Yes, I can help you with this. And so my life just got busy again. And then God was like, slow down, slow down like stop. And in skiing, you have to work to slow down and you don't work to go fast. You just stand there and face forward. You're going to go the fastest that you can go. It takes work and it takes control and it takes training to be able to learn to slow down. And it's the exact same thing in life. You have to put yourself out there to slow down. And then you need to realize, okay, I didn't do it the way I should. I need to do it again. And I need to slow down even more. And that is when you will hear the calling on your life. That is when you will realize, that is when you will discover, that is when you will have the most clarity ever. And then all of a sudden you're on your computer designing your website. 
all of a sudden you're filming your welcome video and getting your entire free offer set up in your funnel. All of a sudden you're like in this course and you're halfway through and you're like, oh my gosh, this feels so great. Like all of a sudden you're just doing it. You're not even trying to do it. You're not setting alarms on your phone. You're not making a schedule of yourself telling you, okay, from this time to this time, I'm time blocking and doing this. You're just going to be doing it. You're just going to be like floating through what you're supposed to be doing. And it feels so much better when you're floating through it. So what I realized through my whole entire shift and journey, my question I kept asking myself was, where does this course come in? Like this course that I built that was helping a ton of people when I was giving it away for free in my team. I mean, it helped so many people. Then I sold it to a few hundred people and I was like, this is insane. Or a few hundred people total like had it. And I'm like, this is like insane. Like all of these people are changing their lives and, and, and doing so great. But like, I don't think that I want like, I don't know what I want to do. Like, do I want to coach network marketers? Like, that was my question. Like, do I want to do that? Or I didn't feel like that was the answer. And so I'm like, gosh, what is the answer? Like, how can I make sense of this? And then when I slowed down even more this weekend, everything really, and last week, everything really just kind of started coming together. And I realized that when you realize that you were made for more, and you want to take action and you want to live that life. Like, I, I don't want to just settle. I don't want to just be, be mediocre. I don't want to just struggle. I want to be happy. I want to be fulfilled. I know that there has to be something out there for me. When you do that, the very next thing that you want to do is make an impact. Like, I want to impact somebody. And so the only way to figure that out is by going through some sort of course or checklist that tells you this is what you do to get to the next spot. And so I kind of broke this down into two phases. And so Terry, you'll be excited for this, especially um, because of what you just talked about earlier. But I'm kind of realizing that in order to help people achieve their maximum potential, the calling on their life, like in order for you to be exactly in alignment with God and where he wants you to be, You have to do all the hard work to get there. Like the removing the labels, identifying yourself in Christ, like knowing your worth, knowing what you stand for, you know, all of that. And then the other side of it is actually doing it. Like the doing. Like, okay, now that I know all of that, now how do I do it? And so I want to bridge the gap between the two with a clarity bridge Like you can't go over the clarity bridge until you get the clarity from step one of what it is that you want to be doing. And then when you walk over the clarity bridge, then it's a whole different view. And so I'm going to split my course into two and I'm going to offer two different courses. The first one is going to be all the things that you need to do to get to the clarity bridge. Like all of the back work that you need to do, all of the groundwork, all of the things that you've been putting off, all the labels, all the lies, all the people pleasing, all the perfectionists, the the controlling, all of that. Then when you walk over this clarity bridge where you're like, this is who I'm talking to. 
this is why I'm talking to them. This is how I'm going to help them. And I know that I'm equipped to do it. Now you're going to make a plan because when you do that, what you want to be able to do is like, okay, I want to, um, you either need to grow a following to make an impact. You either need to grow a following on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, something online. You need some sort of social platform that's going to host you sharing information and you can pick whatever one you want. I recommend picking TikTok, picking Instagram, and then picking Facebook, like in that order. But that doesn't mean that 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 order would work for you. I'm just saying the amount of people that are on the site, the amount of hype, the newness, all of that. Okay. So TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. I picked Instagram first. And then I was like, okay, now I need to like really focus more on TikTok. And so now I'm kind of like in between there. So you need to pick one and then you need to figure out how to lay it out and get it all set up so that it attracts your ideal person. So I'll teach you how to do all of that. And then you need to learn like how to post. How many times a day do you post and what do you post about? So I'll help you with that. But then where we're all at now is a lot of us are at the point where we're starting to build and do things. And so I really want to teach how to set up a free offer, like how to get people entered into your funnel. What could you offer that makes people say, yes, I want this to be emailed to me. Here's my email, my phone number, and my name. Like, how can you capture people's information to grow an email list? Because your Instagram is your huge pool that we're going to fish out of. And, and in order to get all of the fish that you like, you have to pull them all out by attracting them and pulling them out. And now they're in an email list. And so now you know that you have an email list of 400 people. You'd be, you're like so shocked at how quickly it can grow. By the way, I made an, I made this email list, um, in August, um, like July, August time. And I have almost four, maybe 400 people now on it like that quick. It doesn't really take that much time. And that's just from posting on Instagram and telling people about certain things that they can go enter in their information and receive from me. And so it grows fast, but now I have 400 people that are all the type of person that I'm looking to impact. And they're people who I can impact. They're people who want to hear what I have to say. They signed up to hear what I have to say. So now I can set on the email list. I can share any resource that I have with them in an email. I can type out any thought that I have in an email. I can share a video. And when I create something, I can sell it to them. And I know that they're going to be interested. So I have an email list of about 400 people. They're all Christians. I mean, I don't know for sure, but I'm pretty sure that if you're not a Christian, you're not going to be like signing up for my email list and following me because you're not my person. You're not, you don't agree with what I say. You don't feel like that emotional connection when I talk and that's okay. It's, you're not everyone's cup of tea. So you have to realize that. But now when I release my Christian apparel line to these 400 people that are all like, yes, I love this. I want to buy this. Now it's way easier to one, serve your people because I know that this is something they want. This isn't like, I'm going to get more money out of them. It's truly like, 
I know, and I ask people like, would you wear this? Do you like stuff like this? I know that people want to. So now I'm creating something that's going to serve them, which the money just comes in the form of providing a service and making an impact. The money will always come. But if you're trying to sell a product first, like a lot of people join network marketing businesses and are like, okay, I'm going to sell hemp oil or I'm going to sell mascara. Well, if you don't even know who you are and you can't build a brand, so you can't sell the mascara or the hemp oil or the leggings before you know the brand, because it just doesn't work that way. It's it's just, that's just not how the process works. So a lot of people are confused of like why they're not being more successful in their business. And that's exactly why is because you're just trying to sell a product. Well, people on social media don't just cold buy products. Like that's not the way that people do things anymore. People on social media want to feel like someone is providing something that they need in a not aggressive way where they're like, oh my gosh, I want that. How do I get it? Not like buy now, last day only 25% off. They don't want that. They don't, they don't want that kind of feeling. So maybe it would work if you were inside of a store or you were like standing on the corner with a sign, Uh, maybe that would work better, but social media is social. They want to be connected to you socially and be influenced by you because you are their person that really emotionally connects to them. So you want to be like specific enough to where you turn some people away while you attract others. If you're not loud enough and bold enough about what you're talking about, and you're really not offending anyone, then you're never going to be able to deeply connect to your audience because you're not able to be specific enough. So you can't make that connection because you're just trying to appeal to everybody. And you don't want to, you know, you don't want to offend anybody. And so you have to do it in that order in order to be able to make that impact. But what I've, what I've seen is that a lot of people just kind of think it stops after, okay, once I build my layout of my Instagram, like now all the likes are just going to start coming in. Like, here we go. The followers are just going to start pouring in, but they're not because you have to have some sort of free offer with a link in your bio that's leading people to this next place where they're like, okay, I want to go deeper with Erin. I want to know more from her. Like, how do I get more from her? Where it's like your general stuff. And then how do I like get deeper and do more? And so it's just super um, like clear all of a sudden, since I went away over the weekend, now it's just really clear where I can totally see this need in the group of people that I've attracted over the last year or so, the need to do more and to go further and to keep going with it. Because then once you start to think of other ways that you can serve your group of people, then it's so fun because then you're constantly in a creative mode where you're like, I'm going to write a book. I'm going to have a newsletter. I'm going to send out inspirational text messages. I'm going to send out makeup tips. I'm going to send out journal prompts or, you know, all of these things, like what do these people want? What are they showing up for? And so I just absolutely love the way that God has showed me this path and how I've been going down the path. In the present moment, I felt most of the time, like 
impatient and he's not showing up fast enough and he's not working quick enough and it's just not being clear fast enough and you know feeling like come on god like don't you know i'm kind of on a time crunch here <laughs> like i don't have all day i'm running out of money i'm running out of time i'm running out of ideas like but he's waiting for our efforts to end and for us to be like okay i can't do this anymore please help me like please take over this that carrie underwood song jesus take the wheel like, please take the wheel because I, I can't do this anymore. I can't keep steering this. I can't keep controlling this. And until you admit that and let that go, where our ladder ends is when God's ladder begins. And his ladder is the better ladder and it's easier. And we can't do it in our own strength, but we can do it in his strength. And so when we ask for help and we realize that it's not in us, but in him, that's when things start to go. But it is so hard to slow down enough to hear the clarity. And when people come to me and say, I just don't know what I want to do still. I'm just still very unclear. I took your course and I just, I still don't really know like what it is that I want to do, or I'm still kind of confused, like how I'm going to link my company that I'm with, with this brand, or I'm still kind of confused, like what I'm going to offer to these people. And you're just still kind of confused and you just still don't have clarity that is when you need to slow down the most, the most. And that means saying no to people because you're like, okay, how can I slow down? If I work a full-time job and I have two kids and there's no way that I can slow down, you can slow down. So you can always wake up earlier and go to bed later to get more time in your day. So those are always things that you can be doing. Um, you can get rid of things that are just distracting you. I would start there. Just anything that distracts you, um, music that you listen to, if it's not Christian music can be very distracting, um, that your mind is wandering. You're just listening to music instead of letting your mind just wander and just do those things, turn the music off and talk to God, turn the music off and be quiet with your own thoughts. Huge things. You could also be listening to a book that is putting better information in is causing you to think about the things that the present over perfect is a really good book to read if you're trying to slow down and be present and not be perfect. And that was a breadcrumb that God showed me a year ago when I read that book that it came on my social media. God uses social media all the time to speak to us. And it came on my social media and I was like, oh my gosh, right now I need to buy this book. I know just from looking at the title and seeing the, the picture on the front, I knew that that book was for me. And I read it, but it took me all the way until this week to realize what a perfectionist actually is and what I talked about earlier. And so um, other things that you can eliminate that are distracting are social media. Social media is very distracting. Not only are you just scrolling, you might be thinking like, oh, well, I'm looking for reels to save that I can like redo later. If, if you don't have at least, or I guess I should say, if you have at least 10 reels saved that you want to recreate, then you probably don't need to save anymore right now. You could probably put your phone down and stop being so distracted. So social media is a huge thing. Um, just, be a, just be a little bit more intentional today and like looking at how much time you spend on social media or how much time you spend just looking at your phone in general. Um, things that could also be distracting you are having toxic people in your life that you're giving time to. 
So if you have like a very toxic mother, but you find yourself like every day talking on the phone with her for an hour, that's probably not a good thing to be doing. Um, uh, she doesn't need you every day for an hour. And what is that doing? You're saying yes to her and you're saying no to other things. I found myself doing that. I'm saying yes to other people. And because I said yes to them, now I don't have time to take a shower and get ready, which is something I wanted to do for the day. And so now their happiness came over me taking care of myself. And that's absolutely okay to say, no, I don't want your negative energy around me or just cut out the negative energy and just put up the boundary. I don't care if they're your husband, your kid, your mom, your dad, your grandma. I don't care who, if they live with you, if they don't, you can put up that boundary and say, no, I'm sorry, but this is where you end. And this is where I begin. You don't get to put your stuff on me because this is my, this is my border. This is my wall. You're not going to change my energy. You're not going to make me choose you over my own self-care. So kind of think of like, who are you allowing to get the toxicity from you? Maybe you wake up and watch the news and then it puts all this fear and worry in you all day long. And so that could be something that's distracting you. And I'm not saying don't listen to the news. We all need to know what's going on, especially right now. But, but it's, if, it's, if it's leading to fear, it could be distracting you. Turn that off. You don't have to quit your job to slow down. It, God said that to me. He didn't say that to you. So don't think, oh, well, I have a job, so I must be doing something wrong. You're not. God calls every single person to do something different. And maybe he is telling you to quit your job. You know, maybe he is. I don't know. Are you going to do it? Are you not? That's up to you. But things that you can be doing that don't really require you to stop working or you have kids. So now what? You know, your kids come home from school or you pick them up or you pick them up from latchkey or maybe you homeschool or whatever, whenever it's like dinner time and you're at home and it's night, like you could be totally slow and present with your kids playing Uno, reading a book, playing any other game, watching a movie, doing arts and crafts. You can be with your kids or with your husband. Like if you don't have kids in the house and it's you and your husband, you can be doing stuff like that. You can be having quality time with the people you're around instead of stressing and building and making your to-do list for tomorrow. Like I had, I, my mom used to always like at night, she would be like so busy doing everything for tomorrow. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, what are, this is for tomorrow. Like, why are you like getting everything set up and everything ready and the coffee pot ready and, and your pills laid on the counter and your water on the counter and your Bible set out and your like, I get that you need to be prepared, but like now you're taking it to another level. Like now all night is revolved around, I have to make the lunches and I have to get the kids school clothes ready. And I have to like, you're missing out on right now because you're just being so busy about tomorrow. So don't think of how can I cut things out of my life? Just think of how can I be more present in what is actually happening around me right now? And sometimes you can't, if you have a job from nine to five, and that is your main focus then make that be your main focus while you're there. Give it your quality. Don't make a grocery list when you're at work. Don't make a to-do list when you're at work. Think about what is going on at work right now that I can do full 100% achievable and be present and good quality and be focused because that's really what all this is about is, is being making yourself available to God into the world. Um, I even, I started reading this book called Money Over Mind 
I posted it in my stories yesterday and I listened to about three hours of it so far. And it's so good, so good. And it talks all about obviously money, but how it's not that we need to know more about money. We don't need to be more educated on it. Um, we just need to figure out why we do the things we do with money and heal it. That it's the exact same as childhood wounds and abuse and the way that we were raised is how we are today. It's the exact same thing with money. It, it's no different. The way he said that the way that you handle your money, every single person in the world, the way that you handle your money is absolutely normal and predictable based on your personality and the experiences you've had in your life. The experiences you've had in your personality would very predictably turn into how you're spending money today. So it's not like crazy. You're not lazy. You're not irresponsible. You have had trauma and you have had wiring of your brain when you were little about money. That is the reason why you are who you are today. And so in order to fix a, 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 a trait that you have about money, you have to go backwards and do the digging and figure out why it's like that. So it's all connected. If you want to be massively successful so bad, maybe that's connected to money. Maybe that's like a fear thing in you that's, that's triggered. Um, you know, cause that's kind of how I felt like I just, I have to be successful. I have to have money. I have to have money. And then I, I really like got rid of that where I'm like, I don't. I don't have to have that much money. Like I'm, I don't need to have like these things that I wanted at one point. Like I don't even want them because more money is more issues. It's more responsibility. It's more work. It's more things that you could lose. So it's more stressful. And so it all is intertwined, all of it. As we learn about manifesting more money and treating money the right way so that it treats us the right way and we are respectful of it so it wants to hang out with us longer and it wants to be with us it's the exact same thing with god with slowing down with your calling with your purpose with your job with your relationships in your home with your mental health it's all linked all of it so watch out for those new updates and changes because i'll be emailing them out and sending them um Oh, Becca, you did put those in the telegram chat for us. She said she just watched two sermons on money and what the Bible says. That is, um, that's so good that you just said that because yeah, I've been learning so much about money lately. And that book is money over minds. Really good. Definitely, definitely recommend if you feel like you have problems with money, you make impulse buys, you always find yourself broke. You always are in fear of losing it. Um, book's so good. Yes, Tracy. So before we leave, I wanted to say I found myself really interested in a new product. And then I was like, okay, I really want to try this. I made it very, very clear. Like I, I have such terrible PTSD from the whole network marketing, like that, that go, go, go. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. call everybody. I'm like, I haven't even gotten anything. Well, that's okay. Call, call, call. And I'm like, this isn't what I want to do. So I said very specific when I 
cause I'm very interested in the product. I'm like, I don't want to sell anything. Well, to sign on as a member, it's free. I'm like, okay, that's fine. I'll do that right now, but I don't want to sell anything. And then I was like told, well, I could put you in a group where you can learn about the product. It's like a group message thing. I'm like, sure, that's fine. I want to learn about it because I need to know about it. It's not that the group is not that it's all like, oh, typical, you know, like the praising this person, this person, and who's reached this and who's doing, and like just instant stomach knots over like reading this. And I'm like, now I'm like, I, I'm, I'm, I still want to try this, the product for myself, but I'm like, I don't want to be in this group, but if you leave the group, it shows you leave the groups. And I'm like, now what do I do? Like, I'm so stressed out over this. And I'm like, this shouldn't be something I should be feeling so stressed out over. And why is my hand still up? I'm sorry. Oh, I think I have to lower your hand here. Let me lower I think it. I can't. I got oh, it. Okay. I'm like, why is my hand up? But I'm like, am I the only one that feels this way? Like I, you know, I'm like, okay, if something naturally were to happen and someone, you know, like was like, oh, I want to try that fine. You know, but like, yeah, I don't want to promote not, something. You're not I haven't even tried one. the product. So it's like, I don't want to promote something. I don't want to like, I just Unfortunately, don't Unfortunately, the industry is very much like that and can be. So I have, I've heard that a lot where people are like, wow, I really just wish like the company would get on board or the leaders would get on board or the people would get on board with like the right way to do this. Because like, I don't want to be in like the ickiness of it all. Yeah. And I instantly feel like heart palpitations and I feel like hot and sweaty. Like when I'm reading, I'm like, I don't want to read these messages. Like I had to mute them on my watch because my watch was blowing up. And I'm like, this isn't at all in my plans of life. Like I have other things going on in my life. So I'm like, I don't want to, I don't know what to do. The reason why it feels so bad is because you don't have a boundary up and you're letting that merge into you and it's making you feel bad. So like Mm -hmm. you said, like I'm putting way too much, like, why is this stressing me out? Like, this is so stupid. And it's just because you haven't set the boundary. It's something that makes you feel uncomfortable. So you should speak out and say it, but because of how you're raised in situations that you've been in, you don't feel safe to do that, or you don't feel like you should. Um, that book also talks about just kind of like fitting into the norm because it's a, it's an instinct that humans have that we're designed with, with this like tribal instinct of we are a part of the herd. Like, don't kick me out of this group. I'm like, I am one of you. It's just like when you're on a diet and you go eat with people who aren't, you get bad food too, because you want to fit in because we don't want to be out of it. So you saying, oh, I'm leaving this group that's like a scary feeling of like, oh, now they left their group and now someone's going to message you and be like, why'd you leave the group? And then you're like, oh my gosh, like, what am I going to say? And we like make up all of this and it's fear, but it's a boundary. And so boundaries are self-care. There's a book called boundaries too. And there's a lot of them, like boundaries for parents, boundaries for teens, like a, a whole series of them. So I recommend reading boundaries books if, if anyone is struggling with boundaries, but What you need to do is to message the person who put you in the group and you need to say, Hey, thank you so much for adding me to that group. I thought it was going to be a little bit different. Um, but I'm at a place in my life where I really just don't get on social media a lot. I mean, you don't even have to give an answer. I like to sometimes, um, and I'll just say like, I'm in this place. And so I'm going to remove myself from the group 
but I just wanted to let you know so that you weren't like, oh my gosh, like why'd she leave the group? Um, so I'm going to try this product and I'll get back to you and, you know, let you know how I feel and then remove yourself from the group. And then how they react is none of your business. And it actually is really great because if they react, this is a really good opportunity to see how they are because you could say that to them and they're like, oh my gosh, absolutely. I totally get it. Like, yes, you let me know. And they might be like the greatest person and not be pushy like that. Or, um, but it's also like, what's really sad is that it's not these people's faults for being so pushy and being so like, okay, come on. Like we gotta, we gotta do this. And not at all because they have pressure that's coming down on them that they don't even like recognize this pressure of like, you're like, you're going to rank up, right? Like this is your month. Like, okay, February, it's the last day of the month. Like it's done and gone, but like, we got March 1st. Let's wake up. Let's do like a rah-rah zoom in the morning. Let's get us going. Um, March is great. Cause we have convention. Like you got to rank up, right? Your team has to see you win. You're going to be ranking up, right? Like, who do you know? Who can you call? And so like, that's what it ends up happening. And, and everyone's check is tied to each other. So it's like really hard to detach that. Even if you are a person that's like, no, I'm naturally, no, no, no. Like I'm naturally a people person. Like I'm, I'm chill. I don't, I'm not salesy. I just not, but you, you will find yourself acting in this way where you're like, oh my gosh, this is disgusting. Like, why am I doing this? Because of just being who you're surrounded by. And so if I can give any advice, like I'm not anti MLM, of course, but if I could give any advice that if, if you build your brand and you find a product that is like a really good fit for your brand and you're like, my people actually really need this thing over here. Um, one, I would look at, can you design it yourself? Obviously if it's like a supplement or, you know, like a, whatever it is, like that might be a little harder, but a lot of times it's like, oh, well, this journal, like I really need people could really benefit from this, but like, I'll just make my own journal and get a hundred percent of the profits instead of 15% or 20% or, you know, so think, can I do this myself? But if it is a product and it isn't a network marketing company, um, I would be looking at commissions for sure to make sure you're getting paid enough from what you sell. But I would really, really, really pray and slow down and journal and research and find the best upline and the best team for you. And just because someone talked to you first, just because you bought as a customer from someone, just because someone gave you a sample does not mean that you need to join them. Because the number one thing that you should be looking for in like, if you're going to enter that realm, or if you are in that realm of that industry is the culture of your team, the culture of your upline. Are they the hustle? Hey, it's, it's the last day of the month. What do you need help with? How can I help you hit your goal? You're only 300 away. Like you need to know, like I would literally be interviewing people and be like, okay, tell me what the end of your month looks like. Tell me what the beginning of your month looks like. How often do you like to figure Mm -hmm. that out? Because that's like the biggest thing. There are people out there that are running phenomenal, phenomenal network marketing teams with no hustle and stress and force. And it's all out of like serving and making an impact. So if you pray for the perfect connections, you will find them for sure. Yeah. Cause I definitely like where I'm at in my life with my pace. Um, 
I like everything I'm doing at home with Liam and stuff. And all of a sudden like that, we have a zoom at eight o'clock we have another one at nine o'clock. We have this at this. And I was like, I no. Yeah. Like I don't even want to start getting into evening zooms and stuff. This is, that's my family time. We have such a routine of like dinner and then family time. We, we either watch a TV show together or we play games together. Like you said, we don't, I just, I don't want to disrupt any of that. And I'm like, I just wanted to try this like for my own self, because I'm struggling so hard with some things. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. I appreciate all the advice though. Cause I was thinking on it and thinking on it for days and I'm like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. And whenever you don't know what to do, pray too. Yeah. I know that that's like, obvious, like a thing, but sometimes I'll be like, just asking everyone. And then I'm like, Oh yeah. I never even just like stood still and prayed like, God, what do I do? Yeah. And I can't see God telling me to take my time from my child and my, hu- my husband and put it into other people right now. Like, I just can't see that being the answer. So I'm like, I already feel like I know the direction I'm going with things. So I'm like, why would I just disrupt it? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And two, it could be a distraction from the devil. Like, Oh, look over here. You could do this and have all these fleshly desires. Look at all these amazing things. So that's, I think what's so confusing too, is because we're constantly like, is this from God or is this from the devil? Is this, is this me or is this the devil? Is this God or is this me? Like you're constantly like whose voice is whose, but the more that you listen and the more you spend time with all three of those people, unfortunately, you will learn everyone's voices and you'll start to like really see that. But when I heard that the other day about confusion, like I've always known that the devil was called the author of confusion. But when someone was like, if you're confused about it, then that's not from God. And so if this was the door that God opened for you, like, okay, Tracy, this is the answer to your prayer. I'm going to open this door. (laughs) You would feel it. You would be like, this is my door. You wouldn't be like, I don't, I don't think this is my door. You would be like, this is my door for sure. And the Bible says what doors that God opens, no man will be able to shut them. So if you're trying to like go through the door and it's closing, like there's a job you really want, but they're telling you like, you're not the right fit. Or right now we're looking for property to build a house. So we're like, we love this property so much. And then it sells. And then we're like devastated. It's like, well, that door is obviously closing. If that was our property, God wanted us to be on. You think he'd be like, oh, dang it. Someone just bought it. Like, no, like it would work out. That's how like it will work out and you'll feel it. So this might be a lesson of a boundary lesson of I need to learn to set these boundaries and not let it stress me out because it's robbing my family of me being present and be joyful because now I'm anxious and nervous about this feeling. And so, you know, it might just be a lesson for you to go through and be like, no, I'm going to do this. I can set this boundary. And then you'll feel so much love and compassion for yourself. And you'll feel so empowered after because you stood up for yourself. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't feel nervous. Like, yeah, go me. Now I'm out of the group and you feel so much better and you don't have to mute your notifications on your watch. Like it really is. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Um, thank you so much. Okay. I love you guys. Sorry. We went over chatty Kathy's over here. Um, (laughs) chatty Kathy's like, it's all you guys, you guys just wouldn't stop talking. So we went over, (laughs) 
Um, okay. I love you all so much. I'll see you back here on Wednesday. So um, have a blessed couple of days. If you need me, message me. Bye. Thank you for listening and spending your morning with me. I pray that God blesses your day and that he helps you to see the calling that is on your life. Lord, help us to be obedient to what you've called us to do. Help us to walk in our day side by side with you and link with your power instead of trying to do it on our own. We know we cannot do this on our own, although we try. Please continue to help us and continue to lead us and guide us. We love you so much in Jesus's holy name. Amen. Have a blessed day. Thanks for being here. Oh, and don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Taryn Sarconi so that you can grow with me and you can learn how to get out of the valley, how to stay out of the valley and exactly what to do to have the best life ever in 2022.